This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Even throughout your whole story, which is a fascinating story, I mean, and through your book, it's it's clearly a story about perseverance. It's about pivoting. It's about luck. Um, But I think the most underlying theme is the perseverance because you could have luck and not make it long enough to get lucky. Um, Is that something that you see rare nowadays? Do you think people either quit too early or think it's going to come too easily? And um, there's a lack of perseverance amongst entrepreneurs right now? Yeah, well, I I mean, people ask, did you, you know, uh, would you change things? Did you get out too early? And I, I don't know. I, I think when you get to a certain size, and an entrepreneur has to be young. You know, we were young. When you start off, you're young. Because you, you, don't, you don't want all the knowledge of all the problems. If you've got the knowledge of all the problems, you've got to go through. And you have to go through. But if you're young, you meet them one at a time. And maybe you fail, but you're young. You know, and every failure is a lesson. It's just get up and go again. You know, get up because. But I feel know, like that's easier said than done. Most people don't get back up. Well, I, an entrepreneur does. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's about. It's about just keeping going. You know, we we're in a bit, bit of a missionary in the UK now. Now that uh, <clears throat> Brexit's over, or we've had Brexit, and we we've also had. COVID. Now the message is just keep going. You know, this is, this is tough. Yeah, but I, I think if people think it's tough, it's like, you know, when things get tough, tough get going. Well, we, we've got, when things get tough, just keep going. And this is, this is our message that we're putting out now. We're, we're doing this now that we have these wonderful mediums. And, okay, back in, 19, in the 1950s and 60s, you know, we didn't have mobile phones. We, we didn't have computers. That, that's impossible. I could talk to you now in Montreal. And, you know, this is fantastic. Um, a couple of days ago, I was talking to somebody in Boston and, uh, um, and, and also uh, yesterday, some, a guy in Dubai. You know, I, and this, so you can, you can do a lot. And, you know, the important thing also is people. You, know, you don't give up. You look at somebody else and you say, come on, we can, we can do it. There's got to be more of we in this than, you know, oh, I'm fed up, you know, oh, I'm tired. No, you know, it, it is, <clears throat> you know, you're either a person who will get up. And I think, you know, if there's an entrepreneur there who really is uh, looking at life, you know, he, he looks at the glasses half full, not half empty. He, he looks at, so that's a problem. So what do we do? This, this that defines, you know, it defines an entrepreneur. You know, the, the other word for an entrepreneur is risk taker. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be. He's a, a risk taker. And this is why people can't advise you on risk. Hmm. Yeah. Risk is something that, you, you know, you kind of have the guts in there. And, okay, not everybody wins. But, you know, it's like another thing that, we, for me, it was that, you know, the race isn't over until you won. Yeah. You just keep going. You just keep going. And there's lots of things part races there's lots of things that come in the way but just keep going so i'm i'm wondering something right you coming in as a small fish and seeing adidas as one of the heads there and you and your brother start this company you're you're looking reebok starting off you're looking high up and you're seeing adidas all the way up there 
to then get acquired to see Reebok get acquired by Adidas. What's the emotion? What's the feeling behind all that? Seeing like the company you looked at as, you know, man, these, these are the ones to beat to, to acquire your baby. I, I, I hate saying baby about a business. Uh, I don't, I don't, I personally don't believe that, but, but to see your business that you started from the ground up, the legwork that you put into be acquired by, by, by Adidas, what were your thoughts? Like what was going through your mind? Well, the, the important thing for me is that uh, when I released and got Paul Feynman, I got the right man. He did the job. He was hungry. He needed it. And so he worked at it. You know, when I first went over to America, I think, right, Boston campaign, now you know, we'll, they're going to be our distributors. And I went over and uh, Paul picked me up at the airport. And I go to his office and I say, no, where's Steve? Where's Terry? What's Boston Camping was gone. They just finished it. And Paul concentrated fully on, uh, on, on Reebok. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like saying, okay, good. You've got, we've got your attention. <clears throat> and he needed to make that work. And he did put a, a lot into that. What happened is that Paul didn't, didn't find another Paul family. He didn't find a man who could take, you know, I found a man, I, I was right down here, then found a man who could take it forward from here, Paul Feynman. But he didn't find the man who could actually take it on from there. And, uh, you know, you've got to find it and say, well, you know, that's bad luck or it's, it's whatever. He couldn't find the man. And so he settled on, with the shareholders at that point, on selling to uh, Adidas. Um, and the story is that it was like that Reebok and Adidas together, they would challenge Nike, because Nike would go in a lot better then. And uh, <clears throat> whatever was agreed between Paul Feynman and that, Herbert Heiner, who was in charge of Adidas, that, whatever was agreed or, or the story that was put out never happened. It, all that happened is that Adidas, they wanted momentum. Now, and you, know, you cannot blame Adidas if you spend $4, million, $4 billion nearly. If you spend $4 billion, you have every right to do what you like with the company. And I hate that. But, you know, we live in a real world. And <clears throat> all that Adidas did were they, they took a lot of the assets put them over into uh, Adidas, and that gave them the momentum they needed to grow in America. <clears throat> so, yeah, not good for me, but uh, I no longer had anything to do with the company. It was okay. Like you say, it's something I grew with my brother from nothing. Um, unfortunately, my brother never saw the growth. He, he died just, just as we got that uh, distribution agreement with Paul Feynman in America to, Distributor, unfortunately, he he got stomach cancer and died from that, which was a shame. But <clears throat> right now, I did just a selling the company, and I've talked to one or two people who are very interested. So you know, it's like okay, that's been a step. Yeah, can they grow again? Can it become? You know, they asked me if uh, if I was to uh, come into the company, what would I want? You know, what would I? I want to happen. 
And I said, well, first thing you need to do is to redevelop, regrow the American market, because that's, that's absolutely key. I said, but you must have your ambition on being number one. Hmm. Even though that's right now, Nike are 20, 25 billion, Reebok are down at one and a half, two billion. It's a big job. You know, unless you, if you don't think big enough, you won't, you won't get anywhere. You know, you've got to think big enough and then start taking the steps. And, you know, I think I love, if the people buy it. I, I, I love that. Were you just out of curiosity, when you were at the prime of, of Reebok, were you friends with like Phil Knight? Did you guys speak? Did you speak to the like CEOs of, or the founders of other companies? Was there, like, does that go on or is it competition? I don't speak to them. I'm here to crush them. Well, I, I wouldn't mind talking to uh, Phil Knight, but uh, he's, I'm in the UK. He's sort of the far side of America. <clears throat> you know, he's, he's a long way away. Where would you meet? You'd meet at the NSGA show, certainly. And uh, I did meet Jeff Johnson. I don't know if you know Jeff Johnson. Um, Jeff Johnson more or less was Nike. I know Phil Knight was the owner, but uh, it, Jeff Johnson came up with the name, came up with the swoosh. He, he was the thinking man. You know, and I, I had a good long conversation with, uh, with Jeff Johnson. Nice guy. And, you know, if I met him today, we'd just carry on and have a conversation. For me, it's having a conversation. It's not cutthroat. For me, the, the job is to make a product and make it good. Make it the best if you can do it. You know, and, and I know there's... Uh, a lot of talk about, you know, being enemies, you know, that uh, Phil Knight was upset at the fact that Reebok became number one. Well, maybe he was, but he was probably upset with himself and upset with his team more than he was upset at Reebok. You know, I don't care, you can have plans. And when you do get big, keeping your team well-focused is, is difficult. Keeping them on focus, keep it, because, you know, it's so big. I mean, you're talking thousands of people. So you have to have that nicely pocketed so that people really, you know, always sort of telling, telling people how good we are and what we're doing and, you know, letting them make decisions. You're going to get a lot of people that are making decisions to help you grow. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly somebody who wants to take their business to the next level. You want to get better. And I understand that being an entrepreneur sometimes can feel like a little bit of a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just so important. It was super helpful in my own development as well. And as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you may have in order to grow and scale your business. It's for that reason why I launched a consulting coaching program called the Market Domination Method. And guess what? If you're listening to this and you hear this, we're open for applications right now for new members to join. So to request an invitation or to book a free diagnostic call, call it a game plan call. I'll literally sit with you and demonstrate the value that we could bring to your business on that call. Let's jump on a call. Uh, we'll discuss ways you could possibly grow your business. Head on over to jportnoy.com, J-P-O-R-T-N-O-Y.com. You'll find all the different ways you could work together. It's going to be the best business decision you'll make. So hope to speak soon. Head on over to jportnoy.com, book that free game plan call, and I look forward to talking to you soon.